Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Dan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at houseofcardsradio.com. You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over king. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We've got a great show. Uh, first guest, we have Jeremy Anke, who is a blogger for NJ.com. He's going to be talking to us about Internet poker in New Jersey. And the second guest, John Ribeiro, who is the chairman of the Repeal the Casino Deal, is somebody who, uncharacteristic for this show, is opposed to casino gambling as it is now regulated in Massachusetts. He is going to talk about his efforts to repeal the casino law in Massachusetts and uh, why he thinks it should be repealed. I think he's very interesting and uh, will be enlightening. So stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. at House of Cards want to wish you the happiest of holidays. And in celebration of the holiday season, we would like to present that beautiful holiday favorite, Silent Night, sung by that wonderful soprano, Chewbacca. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. 
plus a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at houseofcardsradio.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, get out. All right, I'll play. Join us online at houseofcardsradio.com. Are we going to play poker? So, the poker game has begun. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We are joined by somebody who I think is going to give us some expertise on a subject that a lot of people are concerned with, and that is the recent um, starting of Internet gambling poker, specifically within the state of New Jersey. Our guest is Jeremy Enke. He is the head of PokerAffiliateListings.com. He's also a frequent blogger on NewJersey.com, NJ.com. So, Jeremy, are you there? I am here, and thanks for having me on, Ashley. We're happy to have you on. I see you as an expert on a subject of which I am only a little bit familiar, which is the state of uh, gambling matters in New Jersey. Why don't you bring our listeners up to speed about what's happened with Internet poker in New Jersey uh, as of Thanksgiving or the day before, and what's going on now? Yeah, absolutely. So last week on Tuesday, November 26th it was, I guess, uh, you know, New Jersey really made history as being the third state in the United States to bring on or to, to regulate and legalize online gambling. Uh, now, the biggest difference, obviously, Nevada and Delaware are, are already regulated. Delaware actually just recently, but Nevada only had online poker, where New Jersey online poker and online casinos are now regulated and legal. And, and really the biggest difference, too, is if you look at population. I mean, the population of New Jersey, especially with the amount of people that come in and out from New York, I mean, it's just, you know, 9 or 10 million versus the 2 million in Nevada. So, um, yeah, right now it's uh, there are 15 regulated online gambling properties within the state of New Jersey. And they're out of the 15, they're partnered up with, seven of the land-based casino properties, and that's really how this all came to fruition. I mean, you look at um, – I'll give you the two top players right now that have emerged out of this launch, and that's really going to be uh, Party Poker, which is no surprise there, and they're teamed up with Borgata Poker, where they have two separate sites. It's nj.partypoker.com, but then also borgatapoker.com. Uh, so two separate sites, but they share the same platform. They share a player pool. And then, as well as WSOP.com. Those are really the two main players for online poker in New Jersey right now. And, uh, and boy, I tell you what, I, I actually bounce back and forth between Chicago and New Jersey. 
I really wish I was in New Jersey right now because, boy, online poker players are really being given just a treat right now. I mean, uh, last weekend, for example, Party Poker hosted their first uh, $50,000 guaranteed Sunday major. And I want to say they had like an $18,000 overlay uh, within that. Wow. W- yeah, I mean, it's crazy. WSOP.com has just recently announced that they're going to do an online poker series where they're going to have a $250,000 uh, free roll event, as well as, you know, a couple standard $109 buying events, things like that. So it's just really an exciting time. And I, I don't, you know, I was in this industry way back in 2003, uh, unregulated, you know, quote, unquote. And I remember when there was just crazy money being thrown around at promotions and at players. And, uh, boy, it's, it's eerily reminiscent in New Jersey right now, but, Talk about a lot of value for the players in the state. Yeah, Great. yeah. Let me uh, ask you just a couple of very specific questions. First of all, you mentioned uh, uh, poker party poker. What happened to poker stars? I mean, they were always to me the leader online, but New Jersey banned them, or what happened there? Oh man, I tell you what, Ashley, this is an interesting one. And you know, leading up to the regulation in New Jersey. That was really the linchpin of is this going to work in New Jersey because poker stars, obviously, after UIGEA, stayed in the New Jersey market. Well, they're in the whole United States market, I guess you can say. And, uh, you know, that, and while they did that, party poker left, uh, as well as, you know, the 888s of the world and some of the other big players. Well, so all of a sudden, fast forward to 2013, and we're looking at regulation, well, Party Poker had paid all their fines to the Department of Justice, which, you know, to Poker Stars' defense, they did as well. But really, it, would have been a more, it wouldn't have been a problem in New Jersey for players, but it would have been a problem for places like Borgata, Caesars, Taj Mahal, all the, all the land-based brands that were looking to partner up. Because had Poker Stars been allowed to come into New Jersey, hands down, they would have dominated the market. And they could have sent an email and had thousands of players playing just because as recently as 2011, they were still operating inside of the state of New Jersey. So there's two stories. I mean, the politically correct one is that, uh, okay, Poker Stars had an issue because their CEO is under, or their owner, actually, Aisha, uh, I can't remember his last name, but the owner of Poker Stars is actually under indictment in the United States still and faces trial. So that's actually the politically correct reason that they didn't get licensed. But also... Make no mistake about it, there's a lot of lobbying money that has circulated around New Jersey over the past six months to specifically keep poker stars out to give these places like Borgata a chance to be successful. So, well, why did they I mean, want to keep out poker stars but not party poker? Well, because, see, party poker had actually, there was not, they didn't really have any good reason to keep party poker out because party poker left in 2006 after the UIGEA. They paid their fines, and uh, they're not under indictment. And, I mean, Party has been planning their comeback into the United States for so long. I mean, they've been making all the inroads. While, I mean, while Poker Stars is making billions over here, Party Poker knew this day was going to come. And they'd been talking to everybody, and they had the relationship lined up with the Borgata. And, uh, yeah, they've been making their inroads while Poker Stars kind of just turned up their nose and said, hey, we're making billions right now. And then, of course, alongside Full Tilt and everybody else, they got kicked out of the United States on April 15, 2011. I see. So basically, Party 
uh, got out earlier and started to play ball without staying around and greased the skids for their re-entry while poker stars flouted the UIGEA, accepted payments, uh, and didn't build up the political capital that par- uh, poker stars did, I mean, that party poker did build up. Okay, I get that. Stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. This is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. You're listening to the House of Cards. I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Okay, well, uh, listeners who just tuned in, we're talking to Jeremy Enke, who is the head of PokerAffiliateListings.com and also a regular blogger on NJ.com and an expert on Internet poker, specifically in New Jersey, which is what we're talking about. Um, A couple of other questions. Uh, What is going on right now as we speak? How many people are actually playing for cash on the sites in New Jersey. Do you have any idea? Sure. I do, actually. It's, you know, I'm glad you asked me that because I just wrote an article on NJ.com today, and I had to look up that information. So it's right on the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, so basically, like I said earlier, your top two sites are going to be, you know, the duo of Party Poker and Borgata Poker, and they're closely followed by WSOP.com. Couple other, you know, players in the market, but nobody really that is significant. So basically, the peak players, 24-hour peak players uh, for party poker are 501 players as of today, and this is per Poker Scout, which uh, is kind of a data. Not, I don't want to say data mining, but they they track all the rooms and all the players where their party poker seven-day rolling average, meaning at any given time, you're going to find 170 players playing on New Jersey or nj.partypoker.com. And then your 24-hour peak players for WSOP is 384 players with a seven-day rolling average of 130. And it should also be noted 
that the Division of Gaming Enforcement in New Jersey came out last Friday with their first report, and 32,000 people have signed up for online gaming accounts in New Jersey since its launch. So, I mean, if, they, if there were ever any doubts that if, I, that if online gaming was going to be, uh, you know, taken up by New Jersey citizens, I think those doubts can be silenced now because people are definitely signing up in droves. Um, I spoke to my producer, Dave Weishattle, and he said that he had a number of difficulties actually getting to play cash on one of these sites. Can you walk our listeners through what somebody has to do if they want to play and what some of the potential hurdles may be? Sure, that is a really good question. So, obviously, the rooms like Party Poker and WSLP, their software, phenomenal, dialed in, everything is great. The two biggest challenges right now in New Jersey are geolocation issues and uh, credit card processing. And I'll, I'll explain the geolocation first. So, part of the way the regulation works is these poker operators, along with the uh, DGE, they have got to have it dialed in to where they know that you are in New Jersey. So basically when you sign up for a real money account, uh, there's a few different ways that people go about the geolocation tracking, but one is by your cell phone. Because it's not in the old days, you know, they would just do IP tracking, but poker players are smarter than that, and they're going to use proxies and things like that. So they will ping your cell phone match it up with your account that you're playing on to make sure that you're in New Jersey. So that's getting better since uh, since the launch date last Tuesday, and they're really starting to get that dialed in. Now, the other biggest challenge is that certain banks, even though it's legal and regulated, are still saying, hey, look, we don't want anything to do with uh, online gambling. And, I, you know, Bank of America is one of them. I want to say Wells Fargo is one of them. Uh so basically what's happening is you, you could try to deposit with your Visa or MasterCard, and it's just not going through. So hopefully down the road here, we're going to see companies like, for those of you that have been around for a while, NetTeller, uh, Skrill, some of these third-party uh, e-wallets, if you will, that are going to take payments. But in the interim, one of the most successful methods that players have been having for depositing in New Jersey is just ACH. So you can essentially give your checking account number, you know, with your routing number and account number and deposit that way. And a lot of players have been having a ton of success with that. I mean, all the guys that I've talked to that have been playing online, uh, some of them have had their credit cards or debit cards work, but for the ones that haven't, most people have been able to use ACH. Is ACH instantaneous? Yes. Yes, it is. How do you know if I mean I never even heard of ACH. I don't even know what that means. Um, it's uh, something clear now. That's a good question. I, I, I should know this, shouldn't I? But yeah, it's, I mean, if you can think back in the old days, Full Tilt used to do this too in the U.S. And essentially, it's just like writing a check, you know, a virtual check. You put in your routing number, you put in your um, account number, and then I, some maybe it might ask you for your check number. I'm not sure. And then uh, it just basically withdraws it out of your checking account. But it, what it is, is a, it's a way to somewhat circumvent uh, Visa or MasterCard. So I so. would I would have uh, go on to sign on for this. Have you signed on, by the way? You know what? I haven't because last time I was in New Jersey um, was the week prior, and obviously things weren't live yet. So, But you don't have to be in New Jersey to sign on, right? Mm-hmm. 
Well, you can sign into your account. I mean, I can sign into my party account, but I can't see any of the tables, or nor can I, you know, deposit or play in any of them. But you can sign up for an account without being in New Jersey. I can sign up for an account and live in California, just anticipating yep. that I'm going to be making a trip to New Jersey, right? Exactly. Okay. A uh, couple of other questions. So once I sign on, uh, one of the hurdles is my bank. What about location? How do I – I heard that there are some no-play zones. What's that? Yeah, the no-play zones, and, I mean, that's just a tricky one all, all the way around, and I think there's still regulators as well as operators, operators are still trying to get that dialed in because, you know, take Nevada, for example, that's a pretty easy market just because it's, for the most part it's desert, aside from a few of the, you know, bigger areas like, you know, Vegas and – in other areas like that. But New Jersey, you run into these problems where you have these border towns where you could literally be in New Jersey at one second and, you know, walk a few feet, and now all of a sudden you're in Pennsylvania. So, Well, wait a second. I mean, wait a second. That's true everywhere in the world. If you're on a well, border, exactly. you walk a few seconds, you're over the border. It, exactly. And that that's where they're trying, you know, they're really trying to dial in some of this geolocation uh, stuff where they're using cell phones as well as IP addresses. I mean, that's a really big industry. And, I mean, aside the, the payment processing stuff, that's going to come to fruition. I mean, that's all going to get worked out. And, obviously, there's money to be made. So that's just one of the growing pains in the first week. But the geolocation stuff is going to be a little bit more challenging because you're right. I mean, that is. It's all over the world. And, and this is one of those things specifically in the United States that's never been tested. I mean, there's never been a reason that, you know, with online poker that you had to geo-target and geolocate and make sure that people are, you know, within the state of New Jersey or whatever state in order to be com- in compliance with the law. So how are they doing it? What What's a no-play zone? What's that all about? Uh, that, you know, the no-play zone right now is, for example, if you were within two or three miles of the border, for example – the way they're doing it is with this geolocation technology where they're pinging your cell phone from different cell phone towers to try to figure out your location. Well, as you can imagine, if you're, you know, in one of these no-play zones, it means that you're on a border. So you may be in New Jersey, but for whatever reason, the cell phone tower that's pinging your phone to pick up your location is in New York. So then it's going back and communicating to the site and saying, okay, you're he or she or whatever player isn't in New Jersey, when technically you are, but the cell tower pinging your phone to try to, you know, figure out exactly where you're at is in a different different state. I so, yeah, you're, the only no down. place the only no play zones are border places. It's not like Correct. any any other place in the state for whatever reason is a no play zone. It's just if you're close to the border, you might not be allowed to play because it might not be exact enough to know that you're actually in New Jersey and not on the other side of the border. Exactly. Oh, yes. okay. Only no play zones are going to be close to the borders. Gotcha. All right. Well, look, I appreciate you coming on. What's uh, you mentioned Delaware? Can you play poker in Delaware? You can. You can play poker and casino in Delaware, but it's more. It's such a small market. I mean, just trying to get the liquidity of enough players. It's it's kind of like the redheaded stepchild in the room when New Jersey launches and all the big brands are in New Jersey and New Jersey has nine million people and Delaware is kind of. Uh, yeah, it's just a smaller market, and I don't. There's not really enough liquidity there. For but is it operating? Is it operating now? It is operating now, and I haven't been following that market as close. 
But uh, it is operating. But, it, and, you know, if there's any players playing online poker, it's not more than a couple tables. And really, what's going to need to happen for a, uh, for a state like Delaware is they're going to need to do what's called compacting, where New Jersey and Delaware are going to share players so they can just help build. I mean, the liquidity New Jersey is going to get doesn't matter. But take, you know, take California. When California opens up, if New Jersey and California can share a player pool, uh, you know, just like Borgata, Poker.com, and NJ.PartyPoker.com do, but on a bigger level, then all of a sudden you're going to go from a, a player base uh, or a citizen base of 9 million in New Jersey to 30 million in California. Now you've got 39 potential players right. in the player pool. Right. Well, this is great. I'm eager to hear how things develop. We'll have to have you back on, Jeremy, Jeremy Enke, who is the head of PokerAffiliateListings.com. Thank you for joining us. Yep. Thank you, Ashley. And take uh, care. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, listeners, we're going to be back right now with another guest. Just stay tuned. We have a quick break. Hey, Jersey, we want to hear from you. Send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com or leave a message at our hotline at 609-474-4627. Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Health insurance is not required. Call 855-912-7246. The key to winning poker is knowledge. And winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments. Whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of December 9th, 2013. Well, it's been over two weeks since New Jersey implemented internet gaming and over 55,000 new online accounts have already been created. This has prompted Pennsylvania State Senate President Joe Scarnati to call for a thorough study of casino gambling in the Keystone State. The proposed study calls for the review of the gaming industry's potential for growth in the state in light of the competitive gaming market on the East Coast. Massachusetts Gaming Commissioner Stephen Crosby is withdrawing from a crucial review of a land deal for a proposed $1.3 billion casino in the city of Everett. So what's the problem? Crosby disclosed that he is a longtime friend and former business partner of Paul Loans, one of the owners of the site. If Wynn Resorts was granted the right to develop the site, the land could possibly be worth millions of dollars to Loans. And finally, it was a rough week for poker pro Eric Riley. After winning big at the Borgata, he got a ride to the airport from a friend. Greed got the better of his friend, who pulled away while Riley was attempting to take his duffel bag full of money out of the trunk. Riley chased down his friend in a cab and retrieved the money from the still-open trunk. Two men then drove up, identified themselves as police officers, and after Riley got in the car with them, they tried to rob him. Riley escaped with his money jumping from the moving car. This guy's luck is terrible after he leaves the tables. 
Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to bzid.com. Bezid is your number one online auction source for brand name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75, 85, and 99% off retail. Go to bezid.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to bezid.com. B E E Z I D.com. Bezid.com. This is the House of Cards. This is your poker education. Let's play some cards. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And as you know, we have guests on all the time who are big proponents of casino gambling, proponents of Internet gambling, poker players, poker writers, gamblers of all sorts, and we don't have much time usually devoted to those who are opposed to casino gambling in any form, but today we're going to stop and we're going to listen to the other side. We're going to listen respectfully and ask good questions because we have a very articulate guest. He is the chairman of the Repeal the Casino Deal. RepealTheCasinoDeal.org is his site, and his name is John Ribeiro. John, are you there? I am, Ashley. Good. Well, I want tell us about your organization and what you're trying to do. Okay. Well, we're based in Massachusetts, and we are trying to repeal the casino gambling law that was enacted back in 2011. Uh, there are no active casinos in Massachusetts yet, uh, and we're hoping to prevent any of them to take, from taking hold of being uh, instituted. Okay. Tell us this. Why don't you want casinos in Massachusetts? Well, first off, you know, I live in a location that's really close to Suffolk Downs Racetrack, which is uh, one of the proposed sites for a casino. And having grown up in the area, my first concern was about traffic. And the roads uh, haven't been improved uh, here in a long time, and they, they need a lot of improvement before you even add a casino, talk about adding a casino. But then once I started to look at what's happened to communities where they've put casinos, um, I've seen in nearly every case crime has gone up, Property values are negatively impacted, and, and so are small businesses. They just can't compete with casinos. So every rock I overturned, it seemed like it was a bad deal uh, for the local communities, and, and that's what brought me to this fight. Okay, so are you opposed to gambling? No, not at all. As a matter of fact, I am a big fan of uh, the World Series of Poker, although I didn't get much <laughs> chance to watch it this year because of uh, the fight that I've been undertaking. But uh, uh, I am not opposed to gambling. But you are opposed to essentially the big box stores of the gambling world, which are large casinos in general or just large casinos near you? Well, I'm opposed to large casinos near me, but then when I actually looked at the main business of casinos, which isn't really the table games, it's not the poker, it's not the blackjack, it's not the roulette, it's the slot machines. And when you look at how much space is devoted to the slot machines, it's really three or four to one in terms of the floor space and the numbers of, you know, uh, stations are incredible when you start to talk about those types of numbers. It's more like 20 to 1 that, uh, that that's occupied by slot machines. And the slot machines are, you know, <clears throat> they're programmed 
to change while people are playing them. Um, people can, you know, access them using their credit cards. They can be given loans on their houses and, and be fed free drinks while this is happening. And that's one thing. If you head out to Las Vegas and you make a trip of it, or you've got to take a bus trip to get somewhere. But when it's in your neighborhood, you know, it becomes convenient gambling. Uh, in one case in Pennsylvania, a CEO was quoted as saying, look, people visit five, six times a week, and they're gambling $50, $60, $70 each time. That's somebody's rent money. That's somebody's, you know, mortgage payment. That's that's the kids' shoes that they're not putting on their feet. And that's what you see around casinos. You see this, you know, there's no new money that comes into a community. It's all money that's already being spent there, and it's being drained out of the community and out of the economy. But why shouldn't people be allowed to spend their money how they wish to spend it? Oh, um, you know what? I'm all in favor of people being able to spend their money the way they they want to spend their money. But let's let's make it a level playing field. And I'm not in favor of this uh, per se. But should it be a public policy that allows you know slot machines to be programmed to change as you play them? To you know, in Massachusetts, to uh, allow the casinos to give out free drinks when the restaurant next door can't do that, for them to be able to stay open 24 hours a day. I mean, if I go to a car dealership and I'm going to take out a loan on a car, they can't give me alcohol in the waiting room so that I come out and you know make a bad decision on the loan that I'm going to take on my car. But that's the exact opposite. That's exactly what happens in a casino. So you would be not necessarily opposed to casinos if they were regulated differently from the way they are being regulated under the current law? So I have a few things that I would say that I probably wouldn't have got me to the point to be such an opponent. Um, number one would be, you know, the take away the ability of casinos to look at people's uh, credit credit information and to give out loans. You know, right now the Suffolk Downs racetrack is over there, and they don't even have an ATM machine there because they know people will drain their bank accounts if they had access to an ATM machine. Imagine if you could just put a credit card in or if, uh, you know, a waitress could come up with a few drinks and then you could be offered a loan. That's number one. Number two, I think you should they should adhere to local regulations. Don't give out the free drinks. Close like every other business closes so that other businesses can compete. Um, and number three, what's happening here in Massachusetts anyway, is that once a casino opens, there's no way to close its doors. It actually, if a, a casino operator loses their license, um, the casino stays open and it goes into conservatorship while they find someone else to operate it. We're going to have the opportunity to vote on casinos uh, in each local host community. What should happen is it should come back before the community periodically. It's still a good idea for casinos to be in our neighborhood. Then at least the people would have a say uh, as things go on and, and have a, another opportunity to evaluate, has this been a good idea for us? So what does your uh, petition and your proposed referendum question call for? Does it call for no just repealing the current bill, or does it call for some changes to the current bill that was that was allowing casinos in Massachusetts? No, my 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 petition, our our proposed law, changes to the law, uh, repeals entire all all of casino gambling. Um, you know <clears throat> what these things that I'm that I'm outlining really speak to the fact that you know had these things been in place. Uh, when the law was put in, put in, I probably personally would not have been such a vocal opponent. But now what I see, you know, all these protections that are in the, the law that protect the casino industry and don't protect the cities and towns, that says to me, you know what, we shouldn't even get into the casino business at all. And let's stay away from it altogether.
Because the other thing that's happened around the country is even when some of these strict regulations are put in place, eventually they are eroded. And the casinos have so much influence over the state capitals that they get less and less restrictions, and these things come into play anyway. So this is why I don't think we should get into the casino business at all here in Massachusetts. We're doing just fine without it. Well, when you say getting into the casino business, you mean you are in favor of prohibiting other people from getting into the casino business. It's not that the state is in the casino running business. They would be regulating the casinos, right? Well, if you consider that the state is going to give special consideration and allow the casino industry to do certain things that other businesses aren't, I would say that the state is in the casino business because they're making it easier for the casinos to make money than other businesses. I mean, if you're sitting at a poker table and there's 10 of you sitting there and one of you gets a look at the turn card before the rest of you, that's not quite fair, is it? What we have is a regional monopoly where the businesses of casinos have an upper hand. They're going to look at that turn card. They get to stay open 24 hours a day when a, a, a restaurant in the data district in Boston or near the Boston Garden has to close. Uh, those restaurants at the casino can stay open. Who's going to stick around near Fenway Park when the Red Sox are playing you know, in a playoff game in St. Louis next year, when they're going to get kicked out of a bar at 2 o'clock in the morning, when they can just hop on a train, head up to the casino over at Suffolk Downs, you know, have a few drinks and stay there all night and wait for the buffet in the morning to open up? They're, they. The businesses just don't have the same same. Uh, they're not standing on the same footing as casinos, and this is why I say the states are actually getting into the casino business. And in fact, when you look around the country, look at Atlantic City. They they spent two hundred and sixty million dollars to uh, to help the uh, the new casino revel get opened, and that within a year they're already claiming bankruptcy. But they'll never see that money. Delaware, uh, West Virginia uh, is helping to upgrade the slot machines in in their uh, casinos so they can compete with other towns. The states actually get addicted to the the casino money that's coming in directly into the state coffers, and they can't figure a way to separate themselves from that. So you think that once we have casinos in Massachusetts, even if the casinos themselves are doing harm to the community, the community won't be able to get rid of them, the state will be addicted to the revenue from them, and we'll be ending up with large casinos that have no benefit to the community, sucking money out of the community, hurting local businesses, and we won't be able to get rid of them. Is that a fair summary of your argument? That's a, that's a great summary. I think you should be on our side, actually. <laughs> well, as long as we have casinos in nearby Connecticut, and as long as we have the lottery and we have all sorts of other gambling in Massachusetts, I don't see a reason why we shouldn't allow them in Massachusetts. Now, whether they should be regulated uh, or whether other businesses should be allowed to compete by allowing them to have liquor licenses or be open longer, I think that's another question. But I certainly am opposed to prohibiting them entirely. Do I love the regulatory process that we've been following, and do I agree with all the regulations? Probably not. But do I think on balance that it's better to have them than to have them banned? I certainly agree with that. I don't think prohibition works. I think people gamble and they have underground gambling and they have casinos underground if we don't have them publicly. But I didn't want to debate. I wanted to have your side presented. And let me just ask you before we end, what specifically are you, what's the stage of your campaign now? Where are you and what's left to be done to have this as a referendum question? So we have, over the past two months, been collecting signatures uh, to across the state to uh, turn into the Secretary of State's office, which the final date to do so is tomorrow, uh, by 5 p.m. And we needed to have collected at least 69,000 uh, registered voter signatures uh, and 
we've exceeded 70,000, and we will be turning in the last batch tomorrow. And we will, we, we then actually face a legal challenge. Uh, the Attorney General in Mass has said that uh, our our question is not constitutional, and it gets kind of complicated, but basically because the uh, developers have filed an application and paid a fee to do so, that they're entitled to some property rights because of that. Uh, but we feel that we're, we stand on some pretty uh, firm legal ground, similar to what the dog racing uh, industry faced a few years back when they were banned. Um, and we feel that when we, we're going to be able to go to the Supreme Judicial Court here in Massachusetts and, and have that battle there, and then we'll be on the, on the November ballot next year. Well, it is a very high hurdle. If you are coming in with a little more than 70000 I imagine the casino industry has their signature checkers lined up to try to undo the hard work that you have done but I wish you well. I think that this is democracy in action, and you are certainly a proponent of democracy, letting the people decide. And uh, this, this show will air after the test has either been met or not been met. And I'd be eager to have you back on to talk either about your success or your coming battles that you'll be having in the future if you don't succeed now. I will I'll commit to coming on either way, Ashley. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to state my side. Okay, that's John Ribeiro, who is the chairman of the Repeal the Casino Deal. Their site is repealthecasinodeal.org if you want to find out more. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to bzid.com. Bezid is your number one online auction source for brand name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75, 85, and 99% off retail. Go to bzid.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to bzid.com. B E E Z I D.com. Bezid.com. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Excuse me, I want to phone my wife and tell her about the game. You mean you haven't asked her yet? 
ask her. Look, George, women are the weaker sex. Men are the stronger. I don't ask my wife. I just say, look, baby, I'm playing poker tonight. That's that. Gee, I could never do that. I'm oh, sure you could. You're a member of the stronger sex. I am? Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're I didn't listening. think Doug was paying attention. <laughs> I think he was <laughs> on a call. He was on a call. He was on a call, an important call, probably some guest who we're going to have on. Yeah. Uh, Are you guys still doing the radio celebrity. show, right? <laughs> uh, actually, welcome back to House of Cards. For those of you that haven't figured this out, I'm Ashley Adams. My producer is Dave Weishattle. And we're going to have a little bit of role reversal. Normally, I come on and I've had some poker adventure that, I, that Dave asked me about and I talk about, but... For this uh, episode of Mailbag, I'm going to be asking him some questions because he's had an interesting poker adventure trying to take advantage of the new <laughs> online intrastate internet poker in New Jersey. Actually, it's not a poker adventure. It was a poker ordeal. Fair enough. <laughs> poker ordeal. ordeal. Okay, oh. good. Well, now, for those of you who don't know, Dave and his brother Doug, who is uh, in the engineering booth right now, are the producers of this show, and they are from New Jersey. They live in New Jersey and in Massachusetts, and they work in both states as well. They grew up in New Jersey, and so all things New Jersey, they are experts on, including the fact that New Jersey recently started Internet poker for people who are in the state. They don't even have to be residents there. They just have to be physically in the state. But apparently there's more to it than it might seem at first blush. So, Dave... What was your experience? Well, I initially went with uh, sign up for U Casino. I'm, I'm actually uh, registered and have accounts with two casinos, the Borgata and the U Casino, which is the Taj Mahal. Okay. So I went with the uh, U Casino first because, you know, they're... Is it they're, Y-O-U? Is it the letter U? U is it E-W-E? U Casino. U Casino. U okay. Casino, right? Am I correct on the U Casino? Yep. Okay. So one... Really important thing when you're dealing with computer and software that tries to find where you are in the state is to be up to date on your web browser. What I found out in the U Casino when you're signing up, it doesn't work with certain web browsers. I mean, uh, Google Chrome didn't work too well. Internet Explorer didn't AOL? work well. Uh, probably not. They suggested and they actually wrote it down for their instructions: Firefox, Mozilla Firefox. That seems like it's the best thing. However, there is a little problem with, I guess it was called Logi, which is short for location finding software. It wasn't meshing completely with the new browser that I loaded. So Friday night, it was after Thanksgiving. I signed up. Everything looked fine. And it was just wasn't meshing with the, um, the, uh, the Logi software. So I called up uh, tech support, which were very helpful. I was on there for about an hour, two hours. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, helpful. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think they—it's really difficult. they were busy, if not helpful. They, they were busy. They were real busy. Um, so it turned out I finally got verified where I was Monday morning. It took a couple of days, so so it wasn't. 
But let me tell you something about Borgata. Instantaneous. It was amazing. You sign up. Each casino has a different service provider. And whatever service provider Borgata was using, uh, they deserve awards because I signed up five minutes, whatever you want to do, you're on. You got your money? How did you get your money there? Ah, that's another, another hurdle. There are only three banks in the U.S. that will allow uh, Internet transfer for iGaming. And now, now, I have a pretty big bank. It's uh, Bank of America. They will not allow, if it's going to a casino, they will not allow it to go for Internet gambling. You have to open up an account in one of the banks. Which are they? Well, Borgata was nice enough to put it out on their website, and they use the term, will probably transfer money. So everything's, they're not sure what's going on. Let me tell you the, uh, the banks. It's Nordstrom FSB. Never heard of them. Nope. U.S. Bank. All right, I've heard of them. And TD Bank. TD Bank. And okay. I, you know, so I set up an account with TD Bank, and I'm just waiting for it to transfer, and it looks like everything is going to be fine. So, so you haven't actually played? No, no. I, I've done the demos and things like that. That was a lot of fun. The free games. The free games. So, and seems like uh, the actual gaming is great. The actual getting on to the games is pretty difficult. Well, what level of game? Well, you don't even know. I mean, did they have, have cash games going? Could you even see what the oh, cash yeah, if, games if, were? If you, if you had everything, if you had the moon and the stars lining up, <laughs> and you had the right bank, and the bank transferred the money, you can play right away. Well, what can you play? What games are being offered? Do oh, you know? Do you see how many I, players in each of the games that they actually no, have? No, not, not at that point when right. I signed up. So you haven't but seen I it. think maybe they've... There are 38,000 accounts that were opened over the weekend, according to the stats Monday morning. Uh, so Yesterday, from yes, our taping. Uh, from our taping, yes. So it was 37,000 accounts that were open, and you could really – some of them started to tell you how many people were playing in the different games because there are so many games, though. It, it's not only poker. It's blackjack. It's – get this one – roulette and slots. Those are dangerous to play in your bedroom when you're zoning out, man. <laughs> wow. So plus, so let me ask you about this. You, you had talked off air about uh, that there are no play zones. There, there are, are places in New Jersey where you can't play. You cannot play. Well, this is another mystery. Everyone was tweeting about it, Facebooking. They didn't know where the no play zones are because they're different for different casinos because they have different casino providers. So it's, you, it's, a, it's along the Hudson River and along the Delaware rivers, there are places where you cannot play because of security matters. They don't want the – if you're playing online casinos, they don't want you going up to the river or it's stopping at the bridge. They want it stopping a couple miles inland so there's no overlapping in the different states. They want to have a buffer zone. It's a buffer zone. Of They call it a virtual fence, <laughs> which is – Kind right, of creepy. So, so it's not like uh, a local township or county can say, we don't want anybody in our place playing for reasons of making sure that people are really in New Jersey rather than near New Jersey. They've set up a buffer zone around the state well, so that people can't just uh, be close but not over the line. It's not even up to the towns. It's up to the security measures set up by the individual. Right. Lang- so what Lang- you're saying is a town cannot opt out. No, no, they That's, cannot opt out. It's part of the state legislation. Yeah. So right now there are six, and I think this week a seventh 
um, gold, golden nugget is going to start. So you're going to have seven different buffer zones that you have to figure out where you can play. So each casino has its own buffer zone. Yeah. These are individual businesses. This is not one, you know, centralized state area where you go. You have to sign up. Every casino has different comps, which is great. You Casino um, offers 25 bucks to start off gaming. Uh, Borgata starts off $20. To start off gaming, just take a little puff, and uh, then they'll get you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's just a. Don't worry. That's all right. Good. First one's free. You can can stop anytime you want. That's right. (laughs) Wow. Very interesting. So, So have you spoken to anybody who's actually played in a cash game and has done all the? I have not. I've seen Twitter's people saying, "Damn it, I can't get on. I know I'm in the middle of the state, and I don't know what's going on, and I'm not in a buffer zone. I'm not near the Hudson. I'm not near the Delaware River." I don't know what's going on. So it's a much like the healthcare <laughs> website. I think they're working the bugs out right now. All right. It's, well, that's uh, very interesting. Well, thank you, Dave. Uh, Doug. Oh, and, and, one, oh, and, yes. one, and one, one more thing: have your cell phone handy because certain casinos, as a secure another security measure, when you sign in, they send you a four-digit PIN number that you have to type in. So they give give you a text when you give your name, give your password. They send you a text of a four-digit verification code, which then you have to type in. So what do you have to have your phone for? They send you a text. Oh, it's only it's, by it's, text. It's only they don't text. send an email. That's the, because that's another security feature. They want to know whose phone that is. So the Casino, it's standard. You have to do it. For the Borgata, it's optional. I'm not sure about the other casinos. So how? What? Is, where is the GPS device that they're using to track players? Is that in your phone or in your computer? It's, it's in your wireless router. Uh, someone told me it's your wireless router. I was in my house in New Jersey, so they were going by my wireless router. But where, where, what if you're? It, yeah, it's a plug-in for your website. It's. What does that mean? It means when you sign up for to gaming, they send you some software on your computer which shows where you're at if you're not if if you're not using the wireless router they're going to show your software that's found in your computer that was the problem with you casino what if i have a mobile computer what if i have a laptop and i'm out in my car and i'm going for a drive and i end up uh, 50 miles from home can i do it then yeah as long as you have downloaded the software from your wireless router initially they send it to your wireless router and they put the software on it and the software on my wireless router it, it follows me wherever I go. Transfers to your computer, downloads a, a cookie on your computer. That then transmits a yeah. signal that lets them know where I am. It lets them know where your computer is. Yep. Okay, got it. Very interesting. Well, Which I'm, was the problem with the Logitech on the U casino thing. <laughs> I wonder how many people are actually playing and if there's a way to find that out. Uh, can you go onto their site and see how many people are actually playing on it? I, I believe so. For, for I, money as opposed to just I don't I don't know about that out. one. Um, I saw some people on the Borgata uh, website. I didn't see anything on the U Casino. But like I said, everyone has a different setup. And... Well, we'll have to find out yeah. and then report back because uh, I'm wondering, if, is it widespread? Do they have a few hundred thousand people that are now playing cash games? No one knows. No one knows. Or is it, it ten? Or no one. All, all they've reported now is they've had thirty about 38,000 people sign up for the first four days. Oh. 5,000 people. The big story on Friday was 5,000 people signed up their new accounts on Thanksgiving. 
But no one says the accounts doesn't mean they're playing yet. Right. They could have no. an account. I have two accounts. You I'm not playing yet. <laughs> I'm not playing yet. So. Interesting. I wonder if there are going to be any tie-ins to their live casinos, like cross-promotions, play uh, There are comps. 20 yeah, hours and get a room at the Taj, or if they're just going to keep all the comps for the online play where you get $25 that you can use and play. Well, I, or, I know in the Borgata there's a section where points you you. You accrue points, and it goes to your comps and things like oh, that. Oh, so, so that they're yeah, merged oh, yeah, no, they're, comp system. They're, they're tying everything in. Hey, we should have somebody on who uh, can tell us how it's going. I bet we could interview. Because we interviewed somebody from the Borgata before they went before, live. Yeah, yeah. Now let's hear how it's going. Um, so, Well, that's good. Doug, are we about right? Okay, folks, House of Cards, we're on every week. Come back next week and listen for more. Until then, good night, good day, and uh, good luck. from House of Cards and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.